0: Being on some shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? Happy New Year. I'm back. This is at KMGZ on Twitter. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Podcast, episode 328. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody had a great New Year. I know everybody tired of talking about the New Year, so let's just move on. All right. Um, right. Let's start out. Yours and negritude. I have a few. The main one, though, is going out to Philly. It's going out to Philadelphia, PA, for several reasons. The Eagles, I mean, look, it wasn't pretty, but we did what we had to do. We won the NFC Conference. We have the bye week. Um, we have our injured players coming back. Jalen, before, had to play in that game. Look, it is what it is. The uh, Gardner Minshew had to win basically one game out of three. Couldn't do it, so we had to bring Jalen back. Jalen did what need to be done. Um you know, I, I think the best teams in the playoffs are the Niners, the Eagles, the Bills. And, um, you know, you can't never count uh, uh, Brady out. But, I mean, I think those are the top three teams. Um, I'm not taking anything away from the Niners. The Niners look a lot like we did in 2017. Um, I think if we play our best game, though, we can beat them. Anybody been watching football all season, you know the, the, the three games that the Eagles lost – we beat ourselves. No team beat us. We was fumbling. We was turning the ball over. We was getting penalties, taking touchdowns, scores off the board. We had another one. and It wasn't our fault. It was a terrible call by the referee. Um, but, you know, when we play how we supposed to play up to par, I don't think there's anybody in, in the NFL that could beat us. So we'll see. Um, also, Quinta Brunson and Abbott Elementary, who cleaned up at the Golden Globes um, you know, it was just, it's just been a good couple weeks for Philly, um, you know, I'm never moving back there, but it's the, the city that I was born and raised in, and everybody from Philly take big pride in it, because there's a lot of, you know, dope people from Philly, and we do dope shit, All right, Riri is back! Rihanna, we all know she doing a Super Bowl halftime show, but she finally came back with her own little thing that she put together, saying, all right, bitches, it's been six years, I'm ready now, and I'm coming. I don't think that means new album, people been speculating. I don't know. Um, I know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know who she's going to bring out the Super Bowl. I'm assuming she's going to bring out ASAP Rocky. Look, I, I, I don't, like, look. I don't got nothing against the man. I don't like him. I don't not like him. I've just never been a big fan of his I'm just not a... I don't see it for him. I don't get He seems like a nice guy. I guess <laughs> I know I look I said before I'm I don't I don't see it for him. I don't see what the big deal about him is. I'm not a big fan of his music. I hate the way he dresses most of the time, although he did look nice on the Golden Gloves It's red, because you know why? Because they on a regular Degla tuxedo. He's just, Rocky's one of them, th- these new fashion, quote Fingers fashion kids that are not really fashion kids. Like, you don't really have any style or no fashion. You're just putting on, like, the hot shit. Like, oh, this is the, you know, like, these motherfuckers that go to these goofy-ass um, fashion shows and just put that shit on. It's like, eh, you know what I'm saying? That's what he is to me. I'm sorry. Um like I said, I ain't got nothing against him, I just, whatever, um, you know, he, he smiles and stays quiet, so I guess that's a lot, the way a lot of these other fucking, uh, famous black women's, uh, men be carrying on, um, okay, so those were the yours and never two. so let's get started, oh, I might be a little rusty, but we gonna work it out. All right, so I got a couple things to talk about. What do I want to do first? Because a lot of them are, are, since we were talking about the Golden Globes, a lot of them are related to that. Um, So do I want to do that first? Yeah, Let's do that last. Okay, so I wanted to say, so, you know, there's been a lot of articles coming out. Like, we have this phenomena, phenomena, phenomenon of incels and like these you know every other tweet every other article whatever newspaper article is some 40 45 year old man who's alone um telling single women that you know they're they're lying to themselves because they're lonely and You know, all the studies have been done, all the articles have been written, all the stats have been shown. Black women are are more highly educated, they have better jobs, they make more money, their futures are brighter because they have more degrees and they have, you know, steady careers, and black men do not, okay? Um... They don't have the educate the the percentage of black men in college is extremely small. Anybody's going to college and that knows that the um, number of graduates is even smaller than that, and the number of like professionals, you know, doctors, lawyers. I mean, for black people across the board, it's very low. I think something like five percent of the country of of attorneys in the country are black. I don't know what it is for doctors, but generally, it's just very low generally and so when you figure black men into the, it, it is even lower so they are um black women have 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 soared past them and have, and women generally it's not just black we talking about black people and i think it's even more it's 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 happening on the caucasian side too but i think it's it's definitely more stark on the on the black side um and it's been talked about for years, and I mean, I was born in the 70s, I'm an 80s kid, 90s, you know, uh, Gen X, and I mean, ever since we first stepped foot in preschool that I can recall, we have been told that we need to get a college degree, we need to get education because jobs in the future, you know, blah blah techs and robots and flying cars, and you know, you're going to need a college degree just to be a secretary, which sounded ridiculous at the time, but now is actually true, it's probably still ridiculous, but it's true, Um, because I don't think you need a college degree to be a good receptionist or answer phones or take files and none of that shit. Um, I think any, like, well-trained high school student can do that, but, you know, whatever. Um, that's always been the message. And I took that shit very seriously because, you know, again, I'm Gen X. We grew up in the crack era. I mean, well, you know, I remember the 70s. I was a little kid, but I do remember, um... Like, and we have inflation now, but I remember back in the day they had inflation, and, and I, I never knew what inflation was. I didn't know what it meant, but I only knew it was a thing because they used to talk about it on the Jeffersons all the time. Like, we used to watch the Jeffersons. And Georgia Weezy would always be talking about inflation. So I don't know what it was. I ain't never knew what it was. And they would talk about it on good times. I never knew what inflation was, but I just knew it was something. And then, you know, when you would, parents or whatever, watch the news. This is Jimmy Carter when I was a little, little kid. Like the first election that I remember being aware of is when Ronald Reagan um, beat Jimmy Carter. So when I was born, I don't know who was president when I was born. I would have to look, but I don't think it was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter only had one term. But he was president. When I was little, right? When I lived with my mom, he was president. Cause I, and, um, cause they would talk about him on, you know, TV and shit. I think Ford might have been president when I was born. I don't know, cause I remember them mentioning him too. I know it wasn't Nixon, cause that was before my time. It might have been Ford. Um, well, yeah, it probably, well, I don't know. I was born right around Watergate. So I'm not really sure how all that worked. But anyway, I don't think it was Nixon. So, um, so, um, from that time from all i can remember college you needed a college degree and it was really driven home as we got as i got older as you know we got older as kids when we were in like Elementary school in the 80s and stuff, and high school, you know, pushing into the 90s because you know Reaganomics came through, and you know they dropped crack everywhere in the in the black neighborhoods anyway, and had, the unions were decimated. They called Ronald Reagan a Union Buster because he busted up all the unions, and that's what that's what allowed after the post-war boom, the 40s or the 50s, 60s, and into the 70s. Um, is, is what allowed middle class, the fucking post-war boom where you could be working down the Piggly Wiggly as a cashier and own a house because, you know, they, um, unions, like, you made enough money and they would tie your mortgage to your pension, so they knew if you worked at, you know, whatever, Ford, and you had a 30-year pension, that, okay, we can get them a 15-year mortgage and 30-year mortgage because we know that, um, you know, they they to a steady job because they had the unions, so they're not, not going to be fired and we know that, you know, they'll, they'll have money, so that's, that was how that occurred, right? What happened, problem was at the end of, and I don't I, I mean, like I said, I think it was Reagan, but I believe that it kind of, if you watch like any kind of documentary on like, um it could be anything really, the mob or or anything from that time period. Like I want to say, like from the early, from like between seventy and eighty, which is weird because it's very the seventies. We talk about the eighties and the nineties, but from what I, my understanding, the seventies was a very tumultuous decade. Like a lot of shit happened in set, like a lot, like um that Jan- Jonestown shit. Um, the shoot out the Black Panthers, all that shit with a have. A lot of shit happened during the seventies before my time, but apparently it was a big decade. Um, and if you watch any documentary on that decade or or anything, they talk, they always talk about that. Talk about how, um, the companies, like particularly in Detroit, like if you watch any documentary, there's a couple of them on Detroit and like either the crime or the drug dealers or just anything. They talk about how the corporations due to, you know, this new, um, you know, corporate raider takeover shit that happened in the 80s, how the company started, um, and because of, like, years of neglect and, like, the mafia was very entwined in the unions and was, like, stealing from the pension funds, anyway, they didn't have enough money, so all these promises that had made people, hey, you know, come work for us, 1950, come work for us for 20 years, you know, you retire, we give you this pension for the rest of your life, well, they ain't had the money for it, so what happened was, they started reneging on those deals, they started laying people off, like, a week or two before pension, so they worked their whole life thing, they gonna get this pension, they had nothing, and that's a lot of what led to Gen X, us, being how we were, like, oh, we, we not caught, we saw that happen to our parents, I didn't, but people saw that happening to their parents or their grandparents, depending, you know, because even, I think it was working, like, even if you retired, like, say you have retired already, like, your grandfather had worked down for the web, the coal mine, whatever the fuck, since, like, the 40s, and so he had retired in, like, you know, the 60s or whatever, he was getting a pension, what I, what I, what they say is, like, even that, like, if say he was getting, I don't know, whatever a pension would be, a thousand a month, I don't know how it works, but let's say that, they say even that, either they, either they would, like, stop paying him, or he would get a whole lot less, so, it was affecting a lot of people, right, and now, if you, you know, if your mortgage or whatever is tied to that, or you not your house, whatever, your bills, whatever you're doing, sending your kids to college, whatever you're trying to do is tied to that pension that you were promised for the rest of your life that you worked for, it's gone now, it fucks everything up, right, now you can't afford pay for your house, or you can't afford repair, so, it started with all of that shit, from what, from what I understand, um, Is why, because we have this big discussion that people like, oh, everybody went and got college and student loan debt, and that's what y'all. There's a reason why people went to college because when we were coming up, blue collar was not what it used to be, and you could not get a job unless you wanted to be down to Wendy's or McDonald's. All these jobs y'all talking about, UPS, and even them, they didn't pay that well. And well, I think UPS might have had a union, but like it did, those jobs just didn't exist. There wasn't no factory jobs because they were all up going to Japan. All the car makers closed up all the factories and wherever they had them at, middle America, Texas, the oil companies, corporate America in the 80s was all about greed, it was all about money, it was Reaganomics and trickle down economics, and the middle class got pinched the fuck out. So that is why. The message to us, as children, were like, hey, high school's not going to be enough. You're not going to be able to graduate. By the time y'all get graduating from high school, 91, 2, 3, 4, 5, whenever it's going to be in the 90s, a high school diploma's not going to cut it. That's only going to have you flipping burgers, right? So, um, women, that was a whole... I just wanted to give y'all the background to what I'm about to say. Women, females, girls, all the studies show and article show took that to heart. And we all, you know, and different things happened like Title VII and different stuff that allowed, because for a long time women weren't allowed in schools, all of that got passed and allowed women to go to college and do different things that they weren't able to do before. So females, women, girls took advantage of it. And so now in 2022, there's a situation, I think the last stat I saw was like, of white women, maybe 80%, it was some high number, and like, 70, actually, white women, it might have, no, because, still, a lot of people don't have degrees, but I think it was like 70%, and black women, it was like, it was like 60, 65, a very high percentage, have at least a college degree, then when you go on the male side, white men, I think it was like 20 or 30%, some low ass number, and black men, it was like five to, like, just the drop-off was steep, right, and so now you have a situation, 2022, where you have women, 30s, 40s, even, you know, 20s sometimes, definitely, you know, 50, 60, who they have, they had careers, I mean, they had degrees, sometimes advanced degrees, they built a career on themselves, they own their own home, they don't need a husband to support them, and they, don't want to have to take on some man who's not only not educated, doesn't have any of, any of that going on, and they just rather be by themselves. Like, listen, my favorite thing to say is, I could do bad all by myself. I don't understand these women who want to bring you know bring a dude in, help him build. Oh well, we gonna build together. I help you. We gonna grow together. Why? Why? you can grow in your soil, I can grow in my soil, and we can walk off together, like, why, why am I help, I don't need you to do bad, like, I can struggle to pay rent on my own, I cannot pay rent on my own, I can get evicted on my own, like, I never understood that shit, um, now, if y'all get married, and both of y'all got something going on, and both of y'all saving, I get that, like, I get that, but, like, Women are like, nah, bro, I don't want to move you in, you making, you work down and you know, Pet Boys, you make $9 an hour, and then I'm working all day, I'm making all this money, I come in, and you still think you supposed to get treated like your grandpa in 1940, who paid all the bills and everything else, and your grandma ain't have to work, yeah, your grandmother did all the housework, yeah, your grandmother took care of the kids, yeah, because oh, your daddy paid for everything. Your granddaddy paid for everything. All the bills were paid. The refrigerator was full. The vacations was paid for. The cars was in the driveway. The gas tank was always full. You know, whenever Mama Grandmama Big Mom wanted to order a new curtain or new dining room table, or whatever it is, she could do it. The money was there. So yeah. Dinner was ready at 5, but you niggas want to pay ha- go go half on everything or not even half on everything and think you supposed to come home and sit and play the game all day while your wife, who worked the same number of hours as you, is cooking dinner and doing all this and taking care of the kids and, and nah, so that's not going. So, what I wanted to say on all of that is, there's a piece of that that I think is getting overlooked or... Not mentioned or just not written about or just not tuned into, and it's this, and I and I and it really clicked for me. This is gonna be super random. It really clicked for me when I was watching um, All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a really good movie on Netflix. It's a foreign language movie, Um, and it should have won at the goddamn Golden Globes. They gave it to that boring ass Argentina movie, which I also watched, which is dry as a motherfucker. But anyway, it was um, all. All Quiet on the Western Front. It was a classic book and movie, but this is, like, the latest iteration. And it said, at the end, it said, you know, they did the little summary of the war, and it said, total, in total... 17 million people died in World War One, and I was astonished, I know, if you know history, I always tell you that's the most bloodiest war, I mean, if that, more people, that was like, even more than Civil War, and more than World War II, they say World War One, and it has a lot to do with how they fought twen- trench warfare, and just the way shit was back then, so I always knew that that was the most costly war as far as lives, but 17 million, dog, that's a lot of fucking people! And, but it made me think, you know what the missing piece is? Women go to school and they got education and they got careers and they got able to break out of the old housewife mold that nobody really worked for nobody but men. And they got to, a lot of them do things they want to do and, and expand into careers. And that's what makes most, fulfills most women, makes them happy. Men, though, men need to go to war. Men need to go to war. Men need to build things. And I know this is probably going to sound sexist, and it might be, but I'm sorry if it's sexist. It is what it is. I just personally think that um it, these dudes, I I just these new cats, whatever you want to call them, I just find them very yuck, I just find them very gross, because you have grown-ass 30-40 with these podcasts, and all this old juvenile, immature-ass shit, when nigga, you need to go join the military, you need to go join the Army, Navy, Marine, something, put on a uniform, go out to the world, and fight people, and hopefully don't die, but something, something, so that you can come back and have some sense of purpose and some sense of pride that's what's missing, that's what the problem is, that's why you have so many and again, I know I'm gearing into stereotypes and the gay is going to kill me but I'm sorry, I'm going to say it sassy and, and emotional and I don't want, I'm, and please y'all, do not be in my mentions, I'm not saying this in a homophobic way y'all know what I'm saying, but like just not not manly and if you Look, nigga, if you want these newfangled new niggas, I don't have to be a manly, that's fine, whatever. We never gonna rock with each other because I think that's a bunch of bullshit, but whatever. Do you, I'll do me. Me, personally, it has nothing to do with sexuality. It has nothing to do with any of that. I just think that certain... I just don't think men should be women, and I don't think women should be men, and and again, it's a cross, like, even me, even like, studs, dykes, whatever you call it, masculine presenting, like, but, we like, I don't be out here, like, it's, it's, it's certain things that, like, I don't like to, in other words, I don't like taking out the trash, I will take it out, but I don't like to, to me, <laughs> the way I was brought up, that's, boys do that, right, like, now, it's not, now it's, I'm going to say it's a boy's job, no. But, like, if, if it's me in the house and my cousin who's a man or my uncle who's a man or my daddy or whoever, my friend, whatever, I'm going to be like, hey, can you take trash out? Not that I won't take it out, but, like, I feel like you should take it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just me. And I just feel like there are certain things that that men should not do and and it's okay. And and. I just feel like they, they don't have a purpose, that's what I'm trying to say, that a lot of men don't have a purpose, they don't have they don't have a feeling of accomplishment, because they're, you know, they don't have the degrees, they don't have the careers, and sometimes those careers are not for everybody, honestly, I think a lot of men be behind that's unhappy, because they really want to be out, you know, hunting, whatever the fuck men used to do, hunting, scavenging, whatever you should do, and I'm just saying, I think that's the... the in the 60s, in the Vietnam War, when they dropped the draft and shit, because don't let these motherfucking baby boomers... Conf- they wasn't watching for peace. They just didn't want to go to war. And I think dropping the draft was a mistake because I think that you need- men need that. They need something that they can do. Oh, look at all these cops. What are they out here? All want to be heroes and good guys. Like, it's so ridiculous. They shooting people because they scared to death, but they want to be heroes and good guys so bad. They want to have a feeling of purpose, so they go join the police department. They're not supposed to be on the police department because they shaky as motherfucker. I think that we need to bring back the draft. I think men need to go to war. I think men need to go to the army. I think men need to go do service, go be a lumberjack, something. So that y'all, this this, so that y'all can stop being these fucking on these dating sites and apps and getting all this fucking surgery, trying to make yourself taller because you, you're doing things that, that everybody, but men especially, these incels and everything. They're all trying to do superficial things to make up for the fact that they don't have any character, they don't have any personality, they don't have any charisma, they don't have any. Norm, they don't know how to function normally in society, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And they're out here getting all kinds of surgeries and in the gym trying to bulk up because they think if they get muscles, then it's going to make them not lame. You're still lame. And I just think that military service, or uh, I don't know, just America is other countries have so many, so much stuff you can do, but here we really just had military. It'll give you the purpose and, and and if you wanna be a hero, you can have all the opportunity to go be a hero. And what that does is like after world if you notice, like well we don't know it's we're too old, but the after World War II, when guys came back, and I'm talking about the ones that came back, not the ones that were shell-shocked that had all the problems, because we always focus on them, but that's a small majority. The majority of your grandfathers and great-grandfathers and uncles and everybody else that came back from World War II built a life and, and were just fine and had, worked and were just fine, right? And some of them went through horrific shit and saw horrific shit, but they were able to put that shit behind them, right? Um... They didn't have that. They didn't have the need to always be trying to be a hero because they already did it, nigga. I fought in World War II. I got three purple hearts. I got the Bronze Star. I captured Hitler. Yeah, we stormed the beach at Normandy. Yeah, we uh, we, we took you know we made the emperor we took the emperor of Japan surrender and shit. Them dudes, World War II, and I'm telling you this because from my time in the Marine Corps, World War II veterans are the best. There's not a lot of them left, but they are the best veterans out there. They are so cool. They are the coolest old guys to talk to. I swear to God, they are the they are the coolest old guys. Vietnam vets, not so much. Not saying that they they, they have a very I mean, whether it's justified or not, they have they have a different Vietnam was not a good war for the U.S. Um, they did not treat the soldiers well. Soldiers came back to it not true they did not do by them well by them. So I guess they have a reason to, f- to feel bitter and underappreciated. I understand it, but it, it, it emanates out of their pores. World War II vets, not like that. They they feel like they went over there, they did something great, they did a good thing, um, and it's what they did is down in history, and they just have a different way about them, and I just think that's what's missing, my point is, I think these men, and these podcast, and all this shit that, that we all see as problematic, and all this misogyny, and all this, because they don't have anything, who are they, they don't have anything they can point to, they don't have anything that can make them feel good, like, even, like, it gets on my nerves, like, even this soft life shit, like, they, they don't even, what, like, why where's the men and I know they're out there but I'm saying like where are the men that are like out showing people how to chop wood Wait a minute out showing people how to like build a barn. It's like a woman will come on TikToky or whatever and be like, Yeah, I like candles, um, you know, soft girl life, whatever it is. And here will come a whole bunch of men, but how old soft boy, like it's like they just sit there, and whatever a girl does or woman does, you're copying it, and that's your idea of oh, all the bros, the bros do it too. Like, do you know how fucking lame and stupid you are right now? Or a 27-year-old man putting water in a vase and lighting a candle, talking about soft life like you doing something. Sir, if you don't go the fuck outside and figure out how to dig a ditch or chop some trees, or build a goddamn lean-to, or break up some shiffer robes, sir, if you don't get out of here with this bullshit, and this is what they're all doing, and I'm telling you, it's because they need to go to war, you need to join the military, you need to do some push-ups, you need to do some running, you need to do something that can make them feel, and the reason why I say it's not sex is because I'm not saying that that's what makes you a man, I'm saying that Y'all have this need to feel like you're doing something, it seems like. Because a woman can't step her foot out the door without you stepping your size 12 out the door, too. Well, bitch, I could do it too. Men stepping out the door, huh? You ain't shit. Like, y'all don't have a sense of self. You don't seem to have a sense of pride. You don't seem to have a sense of dignity and just, and just. Don't seem to know who you are, y'all are a lot of you, and like everything on this podcast, if it don't apply, let it fly. I know a lot of good. I know it's not everybody, but I'm saying y'all know what I'm talking about. I get I get so tired of pulling up these TikToks and these Instagram Reels with some nigga with some flowers and an and a, a Erica Badu rap on his head and a white linen shirt sitting cross leg with some incense talking about soft boy life, nigga. Oh boy is the basement clear is there some boxes that you can stack up it's snowing outside is the sidewalk shoveled okay your mama got to come home from work cuz you in the basement did you you put the salt down so she don't bust her ass come up the steps like please get out my face with this shit i'm tired of it so that's what i think needs to be solved and i don't know what it's going to take we i feel like we need if y'all know um joe joe biden been trying to do it but this America's such a joke right now. They won't even kick insurrectionist congressmen out of Congress so we can get things done. So I don't know what's going to happen. But, like, he's been trying to pass this infrastructure jobs program, and that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that. Put these niggas to work. Hey, man, we need bridges built. We need this bridge fixed. We need this damn built. We need, y'all need to be out here digging ditches, doing manual labor, pulling plows, leveling off sidewalks. You know what I'm saying? Trimming trees, fixing electrical work. Give you, Y'all need a purpose so y'all can stop fucking trying to force women to lower themselves to your p- picky standards, because it's not going to happen, okay? That's all I want to say. I feel like until that, until we address that in the conversation, we ain't going nowhere. All right, so the other thing I want to talk about is, so recently on Twitter, some guy, I, listen, I know that I have my Twitter feed properly curated because a lot of the scandals and bullshit that people be talking about, I I have no idea until I, somebody else is tweeting it or retweeting. It. I don't be following these people. I don't be knowing this stuff. But apparently, there's some dude that's a chef, part time. I'm not. I'm still not even really sure. But his real job is he's an ADA, and I think Texas or Houston somewhere. Somebody. Because, as is the way on Twitter, soon as somebody gets a little popular or gets a little blow up, or maybe they see on TV, or maybe they here come all these fucking bitch ass haters digging up, want to dig up 15, 20 year old tweets. I think that's bitch shit. I think that's nut shit. I think that it's just, it's just, it's just people who do that are, are, the, are the fucking biggest chump bitches. In the world, y'all are fucking full. Y'all are fucking punks. Y'all are never fucking keep that energy in person. Y'all a bunch of fucking losers. Y'all a fucking bunch of bums. Y'all a bunch of fucking lames, and that's that. However, this situation apparently he was talking about dark scene girls. Or listen, whatever. My opinion does is not changed. Whatever somebody say on Twitter, if you find it offensive, like I said, if it ain't like you know child porn, or murder if you not put, you know, the ridiculous shit that you know you can't put on TL, if it ain't that, report them to fucking Twitter, get their account blocked, took off, let Twitter handle it, whatever, as far as y'all be, y'all be going too far, that kitchen clown chick, that all of y'all keep hyping up and rewriting the story, what she took down front, that girl was mad because that Darius dude, whatever you think of his food, I happen to think it's gross, he do everything and henny and all that, but it don't matter. Just because I think it's gross and nasty doesn't mean that I need to jump out the window to get him off the TL because I don't like it. That's bitch shit. Who fucking does that? Y'all, somebody gonna find one of y'all one day and come and, and drive on y'all's fucking nose bone and smash it into your fucking cranium because y'all be doing too much behind Twitter. Who cares if you don't like him and his food? Just don't follow him. She was mad because the shit she was trying to get, the endorsements and the TV ads he was getting, and she felt like she should get it. So she started, first started talking about his food. Oh my God, look at this hitting wings. And she was doing that for months and months, and everything she was doing wasn't working. He was still getting retweeted. Then she started calling, canceling his shit. And then she, I don't know how she found out, maybe somebody hipped her. I don't know. She finally hit on this fraud thing like, six, seven months in, and my thing is, since you are not fooling me, if that's really what it was all about, you would have led with that, you would have led with that, that's what it wasn't what it was, you was jealous and you was mad, and that shit, to me, is crazy, and a lot of y'all do it, so, they dig, dig up these, this dark skin, he had, like, him and a whole bunch of other people, now, that's reprehensible, that's terrible, I'm not, I'm not for, like, making fun, listen, the whole dark skin, light skin thing, I don't know. It's a bigger deal to, to to me. It seemed like a way bigger deal down south and wherever y'all are from because, like I've said many times, we just never had those that kind of shit. I'm not, and I'm not talking about colorism because, again, like I said in another episode, that's a whole different thing. That's a systemic issue. That's global and not what y'all be talking about half the time when y'all talking about colorism. Half the time, somebody, you know. Don't agree with what you say or tell you to shut the fuck up or or just disagree with your opinion and you want to say it's because you dark skinned or because you light skin. That's bullshit, okay? But, um, he he like people were researching. He was saying he was saying that shit about dark skin. Women. That's but my thing is this, and this got a little caveat because I I I, I it's it's a little wrinkle to this. And I'm gonna tell you in a second. These people kept retweeting this. Somebody called his job. Again, to me, once you jump off Twitter, again, unless somebody is committing a crime or confessing to a crime or, I don't know, putting something illegal on the timeline, like I said, jumping off of Twitter with anything that's on Twitter, you're doing the most. They done jumped off Twitter, found his job, reported him to this job. Turns out he's an assistant district attorney. Now, here's what I will say. as a public servant, as an assistant district attorney, things like that can be relevant, because if you can show that, okay, look, this guy's tweets, he he showed, you know, I don't know, you could use that, some defendant, could use that to argue that he has a bias, or he's racist, or he doesn't like black skin, dark-skinned girls, and I'm dark-skinned, and I committed a shoplifting, and he asked for me to go to jail for two years, but everybody else who's ever got arrested for shoplifting in this county gets a fine and, like, probation, but he sent me to jail for two years, and it's because I'm dark skin, and the proof is, here's these tweets, he has a buy Like, somebody could get their case overturned for that, so I under... So, that's the little wrinkle that I'm like, okay... I see the argument. I see the argument. There, you know, you can make that something like that can actually lead to because it could be true. If that was a white man on there tweeting about how he ain't like black people and niggas and he got caught, it would be the same thing. Hey, this 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 man is racist. Look, he has all these tweets. He's racist. He putting all these black people. He put me in jail longer or he put me in jail period because I'm black. That's a legit thing. So I understand that part of it. And I see why maybe that was done, but what? But the thing about it is, y'all, y'all on Twitter, y'all always luck up into a point. Like the one or two times y'all have a point, y'all luck up into it. That don't be what y'all be going for. Y'all originally just be mad because somebody on Twitter said something you ain't like, offended you, triggered you, you got away with, or 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 you know just you feel a way about, and now y'all wanna fucking go jump up and call in people's jobs, and what I'm saying is, that's, except for in this case, it's a little different, I get it, but that's not what y'all, st- y'all found out by accident niggas nigga was at ADA, y'all was just mad about his cooking, I look, I just think it's too far, I, I just think y'all be taking Twitter way too far, if you on there and, and, and somebody's talking about dark-skinned women, you have a right to be offended, but you can just like, report that tweet as racist, whatever little categories they got, you can unfollow that person, and you can block everybody else over there, and you can just keep that shit out of your speech calling up somebody, job down to Wendy's and trying to get them fired from flipping burgers because somebody tweeted something against Dark Skin Girls on Twitter to me, to me that's doing too much and y'all gonna find the right one one day and just like you found them on the internet and found where they work and maybe where they live they gonna find you on the internet find out where you work and somebody gonna come up there and go upside one of y'all heads for, for, for doing too much that's all I'm saying but this particular case, I get the argument. He is d- d- listen. You can make that argument. If I was if I was somebody, I would make that argument. Um, Yana, I'm I'm brown skin, and I feel like he put me gave me all this time and all these charges because of it. And he ain't give Becky over here or, or light skin Molly over here, light skin Lisa not not even half of that time. And clearly, cause he don't like me cause of my skin complexion. Like that's a legit thing. And I you know I don't know if he's gonna lose his job. He now nah, he didn't claim. They said again. I'm not following this a second hand for people retweeting but apparently he claimed he was an alcoholic and all that shit and that's what it was but you know I don't know if they're gonna I, I don't know though like it, that's dangerous because again it could lead to all your cases getting looked in and DA officers don't like that so they might be like hey you gotta go bro like we understand you claiming you changed now but like hey what's done is done and like this can this is a legit argument that somebody can use and we not going through no cases cause your ass was on twitter calling people darkies I'm so sorry you gonna have to, you gonna have to go Right? So... That's all I want to say on that. I still stand by what I say. I think y'all a bitch man when y'all do that. I think y'all need to cut that shit the fuck out. I think somebody gonna try that shit. Cause they literally be doing too much. Like somebody tell somebody shut the fuck up on here or or you stupid bitch up on here. And then niggas be on time like, ha, I found his do-. like one when it first happened, they were um no, was that him? It was somebody else, I think, that said something to somebody like, ain't like, and they found out that he had like a record for something, and say so it was like ha, I reported you to the bar, and I was like, the bar probably already knows that, because when you apply for, um, once you pass the bar, you have to do, like, your moral character and all that shit, and it's pretty intense, it's, I'm doing it for California right now, say pain in the ass, because they be wanting you to go back your whole life, and I'm like, nigga, can we get a 10 year cut off or something my whole fucking life, but they be wanting you to go far, far back, right, and so, and then you can't leave nothing out. So if anything's, you know, any kind of track, traffic ticket, or anything that's gonna come up in a search, you need to put that in there. So I was like, eh, the, you know, it's not, it's not a bar from you getting. Listen, the the legal profession, you'd be surprised the shit that they will allow you to, you know, have have. Been convicted of or, or, or confessed to, or whatever, you would be surprised. It was more than I thought. You know, the bar is more concerned with like, they don't, they wish you like not telling them, like you got a drunk driving conviction, you just left it out. But if you be like, hey, I got a drunk, dr- drunk driving conviction, it was five years ago, I completed my court order, whatever they do, what is it, alcohol, anonymous, whatever the fuck they make you do, I completed, I got my certificate, that's not gonna bar you really what the the bar be concerned with is like, because you're in a lawyer, you're a fiduciary sometimes, or you're in a position of trust with your client, like stuff like stealing, really what the bar really be kicking people out, or disbarring people for, is like taking client funds, um, having like, inappropriate relations with clients, like you can't, like, you can't offer to represent a client if they'll get into a relationship, now if it's consensual, that's different, but, like, you can't... You can't say, I'm not gonna represent you. I, I, I charge 5000 an hour. You can't afford it, but if you have sex with me, then I'll do it for free. You know, you can't do that type of stuff. Um, it's mainly money shit that'll really get you in trouble. Money shit. Like, not keeping clients' funds in trust, or, or you know, dipping into client funds, embezzlement, money laundering, um, but other shit that'll get you in trouble with the bar. It's, like, bringing frivolous claims, or, like, making cause believe it or not, the law takes that very seriously, I brought this up because the, the um, attorney for Nicki Minaj's husband, who just went through court trying to get his name removed from the sex offenders list because according to him it was a mistake and blah 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 That's fine. He can say what he wants, but you're either on the sex offenders list or you're not. You got convicted of something that is an offense that they have said, okay, this offense gets you on sex. offense. that's a fact, that's not a matter of opinion. So the lawyer who tried to do that is in trouble now because the court does not like you bringing lawyers are not allowed to bring frivolous claims to the court or try to argue things that they know that the lawyer themselves know to not be true so you can't put a client on the stand if you know he's going to lie you're not allowed to do that court takes that stuff very seriously so this this lawyer's in trouble because he bought this discharge and the court is like sir what all y'all are talking about has no bearing on this case this man was convicted of this offense it is on his record, part of his deal that he made was that he would go on the sex offenders list, so that's it there was no, we don't know what you're talking about you trying to re-litigate the litigate the case now, talking about the girl wasn't really this age and that age, that's already been settled, we don't know what you're talking about and you sir, are an attorney why would you bring this before our court, so he might be in a little bit of trouble, the bar takes shit like that serious but that other stuff that y'all be thinking that they do they kind of don't, you could be on all kind of drugs and shit, as long as you go to rehab as long as you admit it and you go to rehab and, and do what they want you to do, they won't disbar you. They'll be like, okay, well, look, people have drug problems, because you know why? Because it's a predominantly white male upper-class profession, and who do we know beyond alcohol and drugs up the ass? White male. So that's why those type of things are not seen as bad as, like, you know, stealing from clients and shit like that. So, um... You know that's my whole opinion on that. I know a lot of people disagree. That's fine. Like I always tell y'all, this is my podcast. Y'all, y'all can give y'all opinions on y'all's. That's mine. Um, okay. So moving on. So what I really want to talk about, which is the Golden Globes, and the reason why I, I was ready to record this podcast a little earlier, but I wanted to take my time because I wanted to really, really, really be clear in what I'm at about. I tweeted some stuff out the night it happened, and I stand by them tweets, but I saw other people's tweets, and I saw the conversation around it, and it was people taking a lot of different angles, and this is, I just want to be clear on what the fuck I'm saying, okay, Gerard Carmichael hosted the Golden Globes, now for me personally, the jury is still out for me on Gerard Carmichael, I loved his special, Rothaniel, I thought it was brilliant, I thought it was, I mean, I, I've never, I thought he was very um, open, I thought he was very vulnerable, I thought he took a big risk, I thought that special was amazing, I, I cannot take that away from him. I thought it was brilliant, okay, not saying it made me a big fan of him per se, but I thought that was brilliant, I've seen, I saw him host SNL, I used to try to watch his little, his little. Um, he had a little sitcom, it didn't do it for me, he's, he's, uh, like I said, the jury is still out, um, a very, his style of comedy, I saw an earlier special he did before Rothaniel. um, his style, I'll just say it like this, his style of comedy is not for me, I like a dry comedy, but not like that dry, I like a dry comedy, like a, um, I'm trying to think of style of dry comedy I like, I like Chris Rock, He's not dry comedy, but I like Chris Rock. I know y'all, Chris Rock's the enemy now whatever, I think Chris Rock is funny I don't think Chris Rock be doing the coolness y'all claim he do, I think y'all just don't like Chris Rock because Will Smith s- smacked him and, he- and the response that he got I get that, but I, listen I have said it before and I'll say it again, Chris Rock took that as best as he could, he got, sl- he's a grown man, he got slapped by another grown man on live TV, he didn't f- first of all, he ate it, he didn't get knocked out, I'm sure don't white people was in there trying to get the police call. you know, oh my god, we gotta call police, that's a gross, Chris was like no, we're not doing none of that, it's okay, we're gonna work it out, I'm sure he'll I don't know if him and Will are the best of friends but I'm sure that they squat, I feel like this is my opinion, Chris is a, a Brooklyn nigga, and I feel like Chris was like, alright, look he's an old school Brooklyn nigga, I think Chris was like, oh shit, I talked about his wife he, he slapped me in my mouth, cause that's what happens like, he's from Brooklyn, yo, if you say the wrong shit to the wrong person, you might get slapped and I think Chris, that's how he took it, like oh shit, this nigga fucking slapped me like, I didn't think it was that serious, but Nick popped me in my mouth, you know, that's, that's, that's how I think Chris took it, and so I, I, I'm all, look, a lot of people had a lot of things to say. All I'm going to say is a lot of people that was calling Chris a coon and a sellout and a this and a that, had Will Smith went up there and slapped them like that. First of all, they ass would have been split, spread out on that fucking stage they ain't never got punched in their mouth before and that shit would have knocked them the fuck out and they would have been not even off the stage trying to call the police and press charges and on a press tour and make themselves that they would have tried to come up off that shit like Justy tried to come up off of that fake attack. Like a lot of people. So that's all I'm going to say on that, I think if Chris won, I think Will was wrong, I think the, the, I I think the response to what Will did was a little out of hand, but I mean not really, I mean honestly, I don't really think the response to him was that bad, y'all act like this punishment he got was, what he got banned from the Oscars, nigga you slap somebody on stage, of course you got banned from the Oscars but they ain't really stop nothing, Will Smith is still a Hollywood, he put Emancipation out which was good, like come on man, it's all about money, nobody's banning Will Smith from no movie right, so, um that is why Gerard's, his host, he's... He, the nigga annoyed me, and I'm going to tell you why. So the intro monologue that everybody went up for, here's my thing, and I'm not going to get on him for the reasons that a lot of other... I've seen people going at him, I think they just don't like him. Here's what I'm going to say. I didn't like... I got what he was saying. I just feel like the Golden Globes are the award shows that everybody knows are the they are usually the most goofy ones, the most did you hear what happened ones? Because that's the ones that, they're the least formal. The celebrities go, they drink. We all know those are the ones where they get the most loose, right? The Golden Globes. Like they're the least I won't say prestigious, but like they're the least stuffy between the Grammys, the Emmys. The Golden Globes are the one with where, where, you know the celebrities show up. They sitting around the table, they drink and they drunk. We all know that. It's it's a jovial Atmosphere, and I feel like he came in and brought the energy way down, and with the whole, even with the with the mono with the monologue about the show being racist and why they bought on them. You could have made that funny though, dude. Like Kevin Hart, who's not even my favorite comedian. He does he does that stuff, and it's funny. He makes a joke out of it. He wasn't doing that. He was bringing it way down, and not for nothing. I don't like, and I'm going to get into this more, Gerard was teetering that line, and, and some of y'all going to know what I'm talking about, some of y'all might not. If y'all not black, y'all not going to pick up on what I'm saying. I don't like when black comedians tell too much black business to white people. And I feel like when he was talking about, when he was talking to his friend and she said take them white people's money, I feel like you you don't, there's certain things that we don't really say in mixed company. Absolutely, every black person knows that they tell you take the white people. But I feel like you don't say that in mixed company because if because it takes a nuance, right? And black people know what you're saying when you say that, but a white people will hear, oh, well, niggers, are we offer enough money, we can get them to do anything. That's what they hear. And so that's why you got to be careful. That's not what he was saying. What he was saying is, hey, man, if they're going to pay you all that money, they, if, they, if they got in trouble for being there and not having no black people and being super white, and now they trying to fix it and scramble and have all the blacks all up in the place, everybody black, if they want to pay you five hundred grand, go ahead, take that money and do this. I, that's, what, that's what it is, but, like, you gotta be careful when you say that shit about the kind of white people who get in trouble for not having, because then they think that, oh, 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 just, oh, they're gonna take the white people money, alright, well, you know, I was like, I don't like that, so I didn't like that, I thought you, I got what you were saying, but I just thought, his tone was too serious, his tone was too dry, even when he kept coming out like, oh my gosh, settle down, settle down, what, I, nigga, what the fuck, first of all, you are new here, you got all these black stars and all you got Lee Ralph, Eddie Murphy, Quinta Brunson, Rihanna, um, um, uh, Angela Davis, Courtney, um, what's Courtney last name? Vance. Um, all these great, uh, black stars and other people in the audience. And Utah settled down, like, nigga, what you at? Did you think you were a kindergarten teacher? Like, nigga, go out there, shut the fuck up. Do your thing. The pacing back and forth was annoying because the reason why the people weren't settling down, because you in a room full of stars, you in a room full of legends, and ev- and they know, because they, they act themselves, and some of them have hosted themselves, they know that the host is supposed to stay in center. And that's when the show... So when they see you pacing back and forth, that's the time to still be chatting and talking and clapping or whatever because you're not in, on your spot where you're supposed to be. So if you go stand on your goddamn spot, they would be quiet, right? Right? So that was annoying me. The pacing was annoying me because the camera going back, it was very annoying. The camera going back, and you could tell because after a while the camera would zoom out so they didn't have to follow him. That was very annoying. And that's something that you do on your comedy special. That's cool. We know that on your comedy special, but you post it, go stand. This is this is why he was irritating me because it gave I'm gonna come in. It gave contrarianism to me. It gave, I'm going to come in and I'm going to go against all the grains. I'm going to do, because, you know, they got. They only got me here because I'm the black guy. And they trying to, so let me just go in and I'm going to pace back. I'm going to do all this shit that make everybody uncomfortable and make the white. And listen, you make the white people uncomfortable, niggas. Y'all are a cottage industry. I get it. But the rest of us don't really give a shit about that. What I saw was a black co- comedian up there. Sucking all the air and all the energy out of room for all these black creatives who were there for their things that were long overdue, and instead of being congratulatory and 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 edifying these people, you in there are trying to be edgy for the white folks. You in there are trying to upset the white folks. You in there are trying to make the white people uncomfortable, and that's what we say. What that's the art, you know. What those of us who say that y'all are just obsessed with white people that's what we mean, bro, you had an opportunity to be in there and really get these people, they do glow, you know, hype these people up, talk about how great they were, how long overdue it was, like, to me, that's how you could have spent it, like, yeah, you know, finally, finally, we have the black actors in the room, who deserve to, finally, we're gonna honor Angel Davis, finally, because, you know, y'all, all he wanna do, like, he could've spun what he was saying, but he was, a, he kept trying to bring it down, I didn't like that, I didn't like the sitting on the steps, like, nigga, come on, you, you just, you're doing too much, okay, the, the Will Smith, the, 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 what do you call it, Scientology, Shelley Miskevichio, I mean, whatever, I, again, he's trying to be he- edgy, he's trying to shock, to me, that was really late and really old, because listen, if you want to know anything about Scientology, Leah Remini, she got it, she didn't did it down, she did a documentary, she's on their case, she on their asses, she not going to let their heel up until they find um Shelly Miscavige or her grave or whatever, so like, it's kind of old, it's kind of stale, it wasn't, again, he was just, what can I say that's going to shock people? What can I, and it was just like, bro, you doing all this, but you taking away from these people's moments, you taking away from these people who are about to get these awards, who deserve these awards, and yeah, we know they trying to make up for, you know, but whatever, it don't matter what, what they trying to do, the fact is, these people deserve these awards, and they pass due, and you, and you too busy worrying about upsetting the white people, that's why I didn't like it um, but that joke, whatever, I was like, yeah, okay, I got it, it was fun, I just thought it was a little old, a little late, like, girl, Leah done, done that to death, that Scientology shit dead, like, we get it, the lady dead, we ain't never gonna see her again, like, we got it, um, I really, 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 really did not like, and, and listen, let me tell you something else, I am so tired of every time Something like this happens, or some comedian tells a joke, or something, there's some controversy about something, and here come a whole train full of niggas talking about, well, you gotta understand. That's his type of comedy. He's he's a, he's a provocateur. He's a this, he's a that. Look, nigga, I went to college and, and and professional and everything too. I passed all the tests. I got the IQ points to prove it. I got the grades. I'm not no dumb nigga. I'm not the smartest in the world, but I'm not no dumb nigga. Y'all not the smartest in the world either. None of y'all are geniuses. None of y'all are that bright that y'all are getting something that I'm not getting. This y'all something, y'all are. Have the solid understanding of something that's going over my head. I understand that he's a provocateur. I understand his type of comedy. I understand what he was trying to do. That don't mean that it worked. And that don't mean that it was appropriate. And that don't mean that it was funny. People telling me, oh, well, he was taking a knock on the bear. I understand that he was taking a knock on Beverly. I got the joke. I'm not an idiot. I know what he was trying to say. I don't understand why he had to bring Whitney Houston in it. Why does what First of all, I'm tired of you motherfuckers making jokes about Whitney Houston. It's not fucking funny. Whitney Houston had a... died tragically. We all know. She was the, one of our... She, what She is a... Once in a never again talent. She was one of... If you weren't around, you, you might need to go see the movie that's in the theaters now. Y'all motherfuckers don't understand how big Whitney Houston was. A lot of you niggas want to talk this Bobby Brown shit. Well, Bobby Brown could not touch the hem of the garment of Whitney Houston's career, okay? And that was his motherfucking problem. She was a huge, huge, huge star. Michael Jackson, Madonna, Whitney Houston, huge! Whitney was bigger than Janet. And Janet was pretty big, Okay? Enormous through the, through the stratosphere. The world stopped when she died. That's how big she was. Okay, they had that shit on the news all day. They had her funeral on the news all day. That's the level that she was. Okay, and I'm t- and she and I'm tired of the jokes and I'm tired of disrespect. Okay, we all know that Winnie Houston died in the Beverly Hilton. We don't need you to bring her name up, number one. Number two, you know, it really, really irritates me when black people do that shit because we always do that shit to, to our, not Michael Jackson as much, but Whitney takes it, and I don't understand it because you know who else died of a drug overdose on the toilet? Elvis Presley. Rest in peace, uh, uh, Lisa Marie, that just passed a couple days ago. Rest in peace, Elvis Presley. You know who else died in a hotel of a drug overdose? Janis Joplin. You know who else died in the hotel of a a drug overdose? Jimi Hendrix, the dude from The Doors. A whole bunch of great white artists had tragic endings very similar to Whitney. Do you ever hear white people address them in that way? They never talk about Janis Joplin dying in the hotel. Janis Joplin, never. It's always Janis Joplin, the great Janis Joplin. Elvis Presley, King of Rock and Roll, they always, they revere them, they talk about them with the respect they have, they should, with the great talent they have, with the great things that they gave to to us, and with their art and their creativity, you never hear white people, Amy Winehouse, we all know how she, you never hear them refer to their stars like that, but everybody got a joke about Whitney Houston, Everybody got a joke about Michael Jackson and I'm sick of that shit. Whitney Houston deserves respect because first of all as big of a star as she was she never stopped rooting for you fucking niggas that could not touch the hem of her garment. Whenever she always showed love to you young, even the fucking Bobby Brown. She always showed young love to the young black artist. When she was up on that stage giving you an award and you won, she was cheering loudest for you. When you didn't win and you were supposed to, she made her displeasure known. She was always rooting for you niggas and she carved the way, paved the way, whether you know it or not, for all of you niggas to be at these shows and winning these awards. And the way I'll disrespect her, I'm sick of it. Whitney Houston been dead 10 fucking years, okay? Actually, yes, 10 years, down in 2012. Her name should not still be coming up. All these niggas that have been dropping dead of these drug overdoses since then. And actually, she didn't even technically overdose. She dies of complications. She, she took some drugs and... Um, because she had a heart problem as a, as a you know, cumulative effect of, of her drug abuse. She had a heart problem and she drowned in the tub, but it wasn't like she OD'd. It was drug-related, but it wasn't an OD. She actually had a heart attack and drowned in the tub, caused by it. Okay? But all these niggas that have literally OD'd and dropped dead off these drugs since then, why is Whitney Houston still the one y'all talking about? Why does she getting all this? I don't understand why y'all have to keep bringing her up. I'm tired of it. She don't deserve disrespect. She would She paved the way for all of y'all, gave all of y'all your props, she was an amazing woman and unfortunately, she wasn't able to live her truth like you were Gerard, like you just did and so it kind of tore her down okay, and led to her tragic demise, she ain't the first, she won't be the last and I would expect somebody like you that could have been you, nigga, cause you sat up there on that stage in your special and talked about your struggle and how much of a of a relief it was for you. Why you gotta joke, why you gotta bring Whitney Houston into you could have made your little, I get what you're saying. Oh, this is the hotel that Beverly uh Whitney Houston died in, y'all kept having a party and blah, blah, blah. I get that. I get what you are saying, but like, leave, stop leave Whitney Houston out of it. I'm tired of it. She need to be revered for what she was, one of the great, brightest stars ever. And don't let these white people carry your water for you, because what Gerard is giving me, and like I said, that the jury is still out on him. But what he's giving me is one of these. A lot of y'all, y'all black gays, y'all, 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 get y'all little stardom, or y'all get out there to Hollywood or whatever, y'all get about them white gays and white gays. It's a whole different thing. They're very irreverent. They think it's okay to laugh and make jokes and call Whitney a crackhead and all this bullshit because they are resentful of our excellence and they are resentful of shit like everybody on that... (laughs) Rolling Stone best uh, singer list that got everybody in a tizzy everybody in the top goddamn 10 and probably 15 was black because we the best and we the greatest and we gave everything all the culture and all the fly shit to this country and goddamn right we on the top 10 they resent that shit and so that's why they try to tear down Michael Jackson that's why they try to tear down Whitney Houston because they can't stand that the greatest the best that America has to offer that take over the world that take American culture over the world are black people that's why Okay, and y'all get around them and y'all start d- doing that shit thinking that's you know, wh- these white gays, they're they're very snarky and oh let me tell you, and they think that shit is funny. It might be funny in your community, but in our community that shit'll get you slapped, right? You don't come around us with some of them little jokes like that y'all be telling. We don't certain people we don't disrespect, regardless of how you think about Michael Jackson, what you think he did it, what you think he didn't do it, whatever the fuck you think about him. We don't let you don't come around black people talking crazy about Michael Jackson at all. Okay? You just don't do it. Whitney, Aretha, certain people that we just understand we revere, and yeah, they have problems, and yeah, they might have had, you know, drug issues and other things, but so did y'all people. So don't, y'all, you talk about your own folks. Don't talk about us, because we not unique in that area. And so, that's what was tapping on my nerves about Gerard, because it's like Gerard, you giving you, you know, you're giving you out there with them white gays, and you're trying to be provocative, and you're doing it in a very immature way because you're really just trying to be all the snarky black guy who tells the white jokes that you know makes the white people uncomfortable. Meanwhile, you also disrespecting and making all the black people in that room to get their things uncomfortable. It's people in that room that knew Whitney Houston personally. And when he told that joke, that place was silent. You heard a few gasps but that was very, that was silent, right, when he told the Will Smith joke, same thing, and I ain't like the Will Smith joke either, because number one, the Will Smith joke, that slap is old, we, the American public, I feel, most of us, Hollywood's still trying to make that thing a thing, the media's still trying to make that thing a thing, but I think most people was like, well, it was a little shocking, can't believe he did it, but like, you know, hey, hey, whatever, it's over with now, yeah, he slapped him, he didn't die, you know, basically, I think most people are like, it's still Will Smith, we are not gonna not stop watching his movies, Chris Rock gonna be just fine too, like, it wasn't that big of a deal, I feel like, I feel like that shit really shocked white people, the, pe- the kind of people who think that they could just say whatever, or used to just saying whatever they want to say, and not getting popped in their mouth, to all the rest of us who know, if you say certain shit, if you talk about people's wives, kids, mamas, and, and and you might get punched in the mouth, maybe that person might be, took it too far, maybe it might not been all that, but hey, that's why you don't talk about people, because you never know so, I thought it was just why are you bringing it up, then talking about, oh yeah Will, you're real masculine like, look, y'all can say what y'all want about Will, I don't think, and I've heard people say, oh he only did that, I don't really think so, listen I know, like I've told you before, I know people who know Will Smith, I went to high school people who know Will well, Will is very well known in Philly, before he blew up before he was a freshman, people know Will, I'm telling y'all here right now, Will Smith ain't no punk okay, and Will Smith is not the type of dude that's gonna walk up on stage and slap somebody cause he know they're not gonna slap him back, Chris may very well slap him back thank God Chris didn't, again giving him credit, cause they could very well have been scrapping on that stage, would've been a fucking nightmare, but he didn't Will Smith just I can I listen. I watched it live. Those of us who watched it live, we saw. You know when somebody snap and they get angry. It's a certain I can't explain it, but it's a certain way people just. It's like something take over their body. They they just they just even walk different. Their energy be different. I can't explain what it is. That's when Will got up out that seat and walked up to that stage and slapped that nigga. And when he and when he came and sat back down, he was still angry. Cause when he was like, "Keep my wife name out your mother," he was still angry. Like. The nigga was mad. He slapped him. I don't think it was none of that. I, I about he not gonna hit me back or none of that shit. I just think in the moment he just snapped, and so I Gerard first of all, the shit is old, again why you bringing this up, because we already sensitive about the way white people was trying to cancel Will, and you in a room full of people who know Will really well, cause Will is a, is a number one Hollywood earner, don't get it fucked up, and you just got here, okay, we, you know, we not you did a little nice special, that's nice, you hosted SNL, that's nice, but you just got here, nigga. You Eddie Murphy, Angela Bassett, all these people—they know Will Smith. They some of them work with Will Smith. They've known Will Smith for a very long time, and they—they they not here for jokes. You trying to like imply that, you know, he was doing this shit for to show off? Like that shit was for the white people. That shit was for the white boys, and it just don't do it. Again, on a night where you had these black people ch- trying to get the things that they should have gotten, I didn't like it. Okay? Number one. Number two, but, who I did like, and Eddie Murphy, who a lot of y'all compare yourselves to, but y'all gotta understand, a lot of these new black comedians, for whatever reason, the Dave Chappelle's, the whoever's, they, they like to carry the white man's water. They want to be in a room with the white man. They think the white man's ice is cold. They want to be just like these white men in the so they, cu- they carry a lot of these- their water. Y'all say Chris Rock do that. I disagree. I'm not going to argue down. I don't think Chris Rock does that. I'm a longtime Chris Rock fan. Chris Rock been telling them jokes since day one. Before he even blew up, he been telling them jokes. And when I think of a coon, when I when I think of somebody who I call a coon, if and I know y'all didn't see it, but it was a really good movie, but it just had a lot of gloom and doom around it. When Sparkle came out with Whitney... The, the character that Mike Epps played in that movie he played this comedian that was like famous but he was famous because he would play all white audiences and he would basically talk about black people call them lazy call them whatever and the white people would sit in there and laugh right it was no black people in there when I talk about a coon comedian that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about the kind of black person that would get up on stage and say racist shit that white people they don't want to say themselves but they feel like they have if you say it then it validates what they're saying and, oh, the black guy is going to say our racist shit. We're not going to say our racist shit. I don't think Chris Rock does that. Y'all might disagree with me. I don't think he does. People start talking about his hair special. I saw the hair special. I didn't think that was denigrating black women at all. I think he was just trying to show how black women have this obsession with the creamy crack. I think when I remember when that shit first came out, it was well received. I think it's funny how after Will Smith slapped them, now all of a sudden people want to go reviving and turn and it, tur- it turn into this this hate uh, film for black women in their hair. I, I don't know how that happened, but anyway. Um, but Eddie Murphy, who you guys all compare yourselves to, who was one of the the goat, the greatest of all time, the biggest black comedian ever. None of the rest of y'all have ever reached that high. Ever will ever been that funny ever, we was little kids 11, 12, not even supposed to be in the theater in the theater watching Delirious watching Raw, sneaking in, watching that dude because he was hilarious, okay never did that if you look back at Eddie's career he never did that and 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 the other thing that Eddie has done is he used to, you know, get in trouble he used to make the gay jokes, we all know him we all seen him, and, listen sorry, the shit about the the, the faggot showing up in LA Ooh, with the guy doing the siren hilarious, I'm so sorry, to this day that joke is fucking funny, I, but I know the gays got mad, they said he's like, when well, he can, when he was in Hollywood you can't make fun of the gay guys because they'll come, the gay police will come get you, and he was like, it won't even be a siren, they'll just have one gay guy going woo, woo, <laughs> nigga, that's funny, I don't care, but anyway he got, you know, he had a little issue, the gays had a little issue with Eddie, but Eddie apologized Eddie later, he was like, yo you know, I was younger, I realize now, like, a lot of them jokes I told one not cool, you know, that's, you know, gay people exist, blah, blah, blah. He apologized. It's a lot of comedians out to this day, right now, not, never can carry Eddie Water, that's still telling gay jokes, and faggot jokes, and trans jokes, and just doubling down, and just refusing to even acknowledge, just everybody's sensitive, or whatever, right? So, Eddie Murphy never did that. If you look at his career, every movie he made, and somebody said, well, not Beverly Hills Cop, and, and um, and um, Trading Places, no, those were earlier films when he was building his career, he starred in those films, at that point, he did he wasn't producing or directing, they weren't his ideas, they weren't his movies, he was starring in them, so, no, but once he started, starting with Coming to America, uh, Eddie Murphy produced Eddie Murphy, all of his movies are all black casts, predominantly black cast, um, Coming to America, um, Harlem Nights, um, Life, um, um, I am I'm, no, I'm forgetting a whole bunch uh, uh. all the, Uh. what do you call it Nutty Professors and the Norbits and the, um. what's the one he's talking to the ki- animals, is that Nutty Professor? yeah, no is that Nutty Professor talking to the animals? whatever, you know, all his movies been black cast predominantly black or all black I can't think of no other black comedian out now who is in a movie, who had that kind of say in a movie and had an all black cast, not one Every Eddie Murphy movie, all black cast, making sure people were black women in those movies, all complexions in those movies. Eddie Murphy. So a lot of y'all be trying to compare yourself to Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy never carried the white man's water. Eddie Murphy, at every chance he got, I remember when Boomerang came. That's the other one. When Boomerang came out, he was doing the uh, talk uh, show circuit, and and they, he would always be asked. They were like, oh, you know, well a lot of people think this is not realistic because an all-black company, and Eddie was like, well, a lot of people are ignorant because it's all kind of HBCUs, and it's all kind of companies that where black people run, and anyway, why is a company, when y'all have all these movies with all white people, and nobody say nothing, but when I have a company, it's all black people, so Eddie Murphy never carried the white man's water, he always kept it real, he'd be on stage like, hey, you know, he always, he never let Hollywood play him, is what I'm trying to say. And a lot of you new niggas that be trying to compare yourself to Eddie Murphy be letting Hollywood play y'all at every turn. And Gerard, you looking like you might be leaning into that. Again, jury is still out because you still knew. Okay. And I feel like you really was trying to come in and make a bang and make a shock and be controversial. And I understand that's your style, but that, you didn't need to do that to host the Golden Globes. You were shitting on a lot of people, a lot of the people in that room that shouldn't have been shitted on, and so, in, in since we're talking about Eddie Murphy, and his genius, and I think he's a genius, I think it was, I think his speech, was very interesting, because I think white people, heard that speech a lot different, than black people, and even black people of a certain age, because a lot of these younger folks, ain't really get what Eddie was saying either, but what I heard from Eddie's speech, when he got up there, and he said listen, I've been in this business a long time, And, and, and the secret to my success that I have always followed, and he said, my, he said, pay your taxes, and we all know that, because many a, Red Fox, many a person has, has been, you know, canceled, (laughs) canceled by the IRS, pay your taxes, and he said, mind your business, and mind your business, was to Gerard Carmichael, because what he was saying was, you bringing up this Will Smith shit, talking about, trying, you know, with the little masculine dig, he took a dig at Will, trying to say that, you know, oh, you was trying to do that to show, you know, show you a manly man, which is what a lot of white people were saying, I'm like, I don't really think that that's what that was about, I think he just was sick of Chris talking about his wife, I, I really do, that's what I think it was about, now, was it doing too much? Yes, did you, was he wrong? Yes, but I, I really think he was like, I told this, he did a Cardi B, I told this motherfucker if he say my wife name one more motherfucking time that's what I think that was, white men don't know nothing about that cause white men don't let you call their wife a bitch, a hoe, and all ugly and all kind of shit and won't do a fucking thing, they don't defend their wife from shit, so they might not understand that but I understood it, he said mind your business, he was talking to Gerard cause Gerard, you talking about you, you talking about Will, which all of us in here know and are good friends with, we just met you he said your little fucking and and the reason you know that that's what he was saying because his next thing was and keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth he said that because an old nigga what that means was will did what he did he meant what he, he meant what he said what he said they all apologized and they squashed it now but you're not gonna come up here all these months later and try to play will like he was doing some other shit he punched Chris in the face, I'm friends with Will and Chris, which he is they squashed it, It's squashed, it is what it is, Will took his punishment Chris is gonna be fine, and you don't need to be bringing that shit back up here in front of these white people, because if you don't watch your mouth, you might get punched in it, that's what Eddie was saying, if you didn't pick up on that, I'm sorry, but I'm telling you, that's what he was saying, when you tell, when a black man tell you to mind your business, he talking to you, bro, because number one, you talk, you the Whitney joke, fine, but you, you bringing up Will, Will is a superstar, Will is a, one of the biggest, star, Will might be a bigger movie star than me, Eddie Murphy, or, or equal, Okay, and you got Angela Bassett in here, you got all these people in here, you just got here, don't be going at Will Smith, bro, that's what he was telling him, mind your business, do your little jokes, say your little monologue, mind your business, and you know that that's what he said, because the next thing he said, and people are like, oh, he made a slap joke, that wasn't a slap joke, that was to Gerard, hey, bruh, mind your business, and Will said what he said, and we moving on, and we don't really give a fuck about it, okay, and you gonna stop bringing that shit up in front of these white people trying to get jokes at Will's expense, that's what that was, so, um, that's my take, I thought he was a terrible host, because I thought he was, he was too busy trying to, again, And it was people online defending him. Oh, I thought he was wonderful. He's in there making... Like, y'all motherfuckers keep y'all heads so thoroughly up, white people's assholes, that that's all y'all can see. You don't see that these black people are in here. Quinta, one fucking best actress, best show all of these people winning, Tyler James winning, uh, I keep calling everybody loves like, all these black people was getting these awards that the whole point of having you host and the whole point of them being, uh, uh, canceled was they weren't showing love to, now here we are finally here to celebrate them, and shout out to Ryan Murphy, cause Ryan Murphy, who y'all hate, but I don't have a problem with got up on stage and he to my in my opinion he took the energy where it need to be cuz he was like no 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 we going to shout out my gaze because y'all you know this dude I'm fuck he talking about he got canceled he was like no it didn't get canceled he said it didn't show it and and because they didn't show up my girl over here um um Blanca I, I don't know her Michelle MJ Rodriguez did not get She got an award, but nobody got to see it because they ain't want to air the fucking shit. And so, no, she's going to stand up right now. And and Niecy Nash here, who... Everybody told her she wasn't going to have it. She wanted to marry her partner. And everybody told her she shouldn't do it. She's not going to have a career. And she did it anyway. And we made this wonderful film Dahmer together that all y'all up in arms about, but whatever. It was really good. And he just went around the room and pointed people out and gave them they flowers and gave them they shine. And that's what Gerard should have been doing instead of worrying about making the white people uncomfortable. Because y'all keep your heads so far up motherfucking white people's ass. And your whole fucking world revolves around them, whether you know it or not. You're trying to be so super black, but you're not because everything you do is gained around their acceptance or making them uncomfortable, making them see you. It's not good enough for you to be in there with them black people and get them black people they shine. And for you to shine, no, it's got to do. If the white people don't acknowledge you or if they're not upset, then you're not doing it. And I'm sick of that. I don't like y'all niggas. And Gerard, if that's going to be the type of nigga you is, I'm not going to like you with it either because I ain't like it. And I thought Ryan Murphy just—it was so—it was so great. Like he was like, "Nope, I'm shouting out all my gays," and and I'm and not only just a shout. Nah, I'm gonna tell you why they great. And I'm gonna tell you why they deserve to why MJ to be on camera. And y'all not gonna play us. And I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. And I particularly liked what he said about Nisi, because this is what I be saying, man. It's 2022, man. Stop saying letting these motherfuckers scare y'all into the closet and making y'all think y'all got, can't be yourselves. It can't be like it's bullshit. It's millions and millions and millions and millions of gay people out here looking for representation, looking for, hey, we exist. Why do y'all have to keep acting like we not sending these gay performers with their little fake boyfriend? Why are y'all doing that? Whose career is going to be ended at this point? There are gay people who will support these people. And everybody else will come along. Like... I, I just, I thought Ryan Murphy was like a he a bright spot, I was so glad and I'm like, thank you, cause I feel like people in that room were looking at Jabbar like, hey bro you, you I, we don't know what you're doing here, but this is not your comedy special, and you trying to make points, we're not really sure what you're trying to do here, but you fucking up the mood and it's not the atmosphere for it, and so I'm gonna come up here, and I'm gonna make sure that the people who are supposed to be celebrated tonight are getting celebrated and I thought it was great and I thought it was amazing and that's all I gotta say um they wasted Rihanna's time whatever that song won for whatever bitch don't nobody know that fucking song and ain't nobody see that fucking movie Black Panther 3 was the biggest movie of the year the, the Rihanna song was at a great point it's a beautiful song y'all wasted her time but whatever that's all I gotta say um That's it. Episode, I don't know if I said at the beginning, it's episode 328. Thanks for asking. First of the new year. Again, thank y'all for listening. Like me, rating me, telling your friends and all of that. And see y'all next week. Peace.